name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Glory be to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, both now and ever into the ages of all ages, amen. Here we are on the Saturday, which ends the week of the temptation of Christ, and we're entering into the return of the prodigal son, the week of repentance. And sometimes people... Um, ask, how can I repent? This gospel is really helping us to see how we can repent. In this gospel, you heard a story about a master who had servants, and one of his servants owed him some money. He said, come, pay me what you owe. Um, the equivalent of what he owed, 10,000 talents, a talent was about, uh, I think, a day's wages or a week's wages. Basically, the guy owed him something upwards of $10 million. He says, uh, like, you, if you know these details, the parable actually becomes quite hilarious. Because he says, please be, what is his response when the master tells him, pay me back? His response is, please be patient with me and I will pay you all. Like, how do you figure? Like, I didn't, I didn't do this today, but I did it before, and I've presented it to you before. I'd presented the math to you. If the guy is a servant and he's, owing, he's earning, you know, $20 an hour, uh, you know, a day laborer's wage and this and that and so on, his, his lifetime, he would, he would literally have to live. You know how many lifetimes he would have to live working a day laborer's uh, uh, wages to pay the amount that Jesus sa says, 10,000 talents? 33 and a third years. Interesting, hey? Interesting. Sorry, 33 and a third lifetimes. Lifetimes. To pay the amount that he was owing. So it's ridiculous. It's a, it's a ridiculous equation. You owe me this money, pay now. He says, I will please be patient with me, I'll pay you all I have. It's impossible. It's impossible to pay back the debt. And so his master, realizing that it's impossible for him to pay, says, fine, I forgive you. So what does he do? He realizes that he's broke. So he goes to find another servant who owes him $5. And he takes him by the scruff of the shirt and says, you owe me $5. And the other servant, that servant, you know what he says? Please be patient with me and I will pay you all. Well, that makes sense. You know, if he scrounges around, I'm sure he'll find the $5 and he can pay him back. And then he says, no, I want it right now. He says, I don't have it. He says, no, I want it right now. Otherwise, I'll have you thrown in prison. He says, I don't have it. So the other servant gets thrown in prison. Who, who gets wind of this? The master. The master hears this, and he pulls in the first servant. He says, didn't you owe me so, 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 so much, and I forgave you? The servant says, yes. He says, well, I heard that the other servant owed you $5, and you got him thrown in prison. Until he pays. Now I forgave you so much and you couldn't forgive your fellow servant so little. You're the one who will get thrown in prison until you pay the last penny, which is forever, right? And Jesus was saying this parable. They didn't give us the context. St. Peter, see, St. Peter had the great misery of being, not being Jesus' disciple, that was a great blessing, but being Jesus' disciple with his brother. Have you ever seen two brothers that are stuck in the same place? You know, Peter and Andrew. I'm sure they loved each other, and I'm sure they had a beautiful, harmonious relationship all the time. 
But apparently, sometimes Andrew would irk St. Peter because St. Peter asks Jesus, if my brother sins against me, how many times should I forgive him in a day? Seven times? And Jesus tells him, seven times 70 times, right? Or seven times seven. Basically, you know, an infinite amount. And then Jesus tells this story to explain. He's telling this story to say, you have been forgiven an infinite amount and your brother has wronged you in one thing and you can't forgive him. And he says to us, he says he finishes the parable by telling us, so my heavenly father will also do to each of you from his, if from your heart you do not forgive, he does not forgive his brother his trespasses. So, my access to the forgiveness of God is, is become conditional. People are like, this word non-conditional, by the way, does not exist in Scripture. God loves us with non-unconditional love. That word is not in the Bible. I mean, I'm not contesting it. I'm not contesting that. But let us, let us, like, let us be honest. There's a condition. To be forgiven, we must be forgivers. So this, this gospel is calling each one of us, before we go into the week of repentance tomorrow, before we go into the week of the prodigal son returning to his father, before we go running to our father to ask for forgiveness, is there somebody that I'm not forgiving? Is there somebody who's hurt me or harmed me and I'm holding a grudge against them? And we've spoken at length about forgiveness before, so I'll just mention now briefly that forgiveness is simply the act of will to let it go. Just let it go. Just let go of the hurt that that person has caused you. And so much more could be said about that. I want to mention one very quick thing about this. And then we'll get back to praying and give you an opportunity to pray in the liturgy about who am I holding on a grudge to, if any, and how am I going to let go of that grudge that I may also go to God and ask Him to let go of all of my past, um, all of my sins, and, and restore me back to be a son like He restored the prodigal son. I'll tell you something. You ever, do you, does anybody here have a happy friend? I have a few friends that are just happy people. Like, they're just happy. They're happy all the time. Bad things happen to them. But they're, they're happy. They figured, out, they figured out how to be happy. Well, one thing that leads us, helps us to be happy people is this. It's going to sound crazy. It's going to sound absolutely insane. But it works. Just hear me through. Live life like nobody owes you anything and you owe them everything i know it sounds crazy okay the math doesn't add up don't 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 listen don't don't take this literally but take it figuratively and as an attitude of life live life like nobody owes you anything but you owe them when somebody cuts me off, 
and I get all frustrated and angry and I start shouting and this and that. What? Well, this is my lane and this person came into my lane. I feel like I'm entitled to something, you know? This person was supposed to meet me and they're late and they're this and they're that. Like they owe me, like they've wasted 15 minutes of my life and they, they owe me 15 more minutes of life. They have to give it back. Sometimes we live life that way, like people owe us. Especially the people that you're closest to. Your brothers and sisters and husbands and wives and children. We live life sometimes like, like people owe us. And sometimes they do. Like sometimes people like genuinely have made a commitment so they, they, they owe us to, to hold up their end of the bargain. It's true. They, they in, you know, on paper, contractually, they do owe us. But I'll tell you something. It doesn't make anybody happy. It doesn't make anybody happy. It doesn't make you happy and it doesn't make them happy. You see, when somebody owes you something, they... they they owe you, so they're, they're in debt to you. So now you've established a debt-debtor relationship, right? They're my debtor, they owe me. So the best they could do is get to zero. Like if you owe me a hundred bucks and you give me $20, what am I gonna say? Thanks, this is great, what's this for? No, what am I gonna say? Where's the rest of it? Right? If you give me a hundred dollars, I'll say, okay, great, we're even Steven now. Right? Nowhere along the line am I going to say thank you. Because you owe me. Why, why should I say thank you? It's my money. You borrow it. You owe me. So give me my money. Right? So gratitude becomes impossible. Well, right there, you know this is not going to lead to anything good. Right? And where gratitude is impossible, love is impossible too. So it sounds crazy, but the only way is to opt out of that system. The only way is to say, I have been forgiven so much by your father. So whatever you owe me is nothing compared to what I owe your father who's forgiven me. So anything you owed me, Let's call, it, let's call it even, compared to how much I've been forgiven. Then we stop holding people to things. Then when they do things, we're pleasantly surprised. We say thank you. And they're surprised that we're saying thank you because they think they just owe it to us. So then they say thank you for saying thank you. And then you say thank you for saying thank you for saying... I'm just kidding, right? But leads to a much happier life. Let us examine our hearts, see if we're holding on to a grudge and let it go. And let us start living life a little differently. Not like everybody owes me everything, like I'm entitled to the universe, but rather that nobody owes me anything. And because you all are the children of my Master who has forgiven me, 33 and a third lifetimes worth of earnings, I hope I owe him everything. And by, you know, by corollary, I owe you everything. You live your life like you owe people your life and they owe you nothing.
and other people live their life the same way towards you, what would that be? The kingdom of heaven. Glory be to God for heaven. I've sinned, forgive me, my fathers and mothers and brothers and sisters.